Welcome to or welcome back to the Rebel Women Podcast. We are your hosts, Gabby and Emma. Here we discuss real life questions and topics through our shared experiences. And today we're going to be talking about postpartum. A couple episodes ago, we recorded our birth story, our, our pregnancy and birth stories podcast. That was a great podcast. We went off. If you haven't listened to it yet, hop on there. It was a good time. It really was a good time. Yeah. I, I think we had the intention of talking about postpartum in that episode, but it, it got very drawn out, but like necessarily so. Mm. Um, so we decided to give postpartum a whole podcast episode of its own, but also because Gabby, you're kind of ending your postpartum journey like right now. Literally. I mean, so AJ is, um, she's eight months old tomorrow and oh my gosh there's a lot of cat love going on right now (laughs) here for you patreon watchers (laughs) um i think spike and hazel can be arranged marriage i think so too spike and hazel that's a hell of a combo (laughs) (laughs) did you ever see buffy the vampire slayer yes (laughs) Yeah. So it's like Spike and Buffy, but instead of being like another badass girl name, it's just fucking Hazel, like the witchy vibe. I love it. I love it. So good. Okay. Sorry, guys. We're we're crazy cat moms over here. Um, So yeah, AJ's turning eight months tomorrow. I can't believe it. Yep. Tomorrow, (sighs) tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. And I kind of feel like I know postpartum can sort of be like as long as it is. But to me, I I feel like the most in it that you're that you are in it is the nine months. It's like you grow the baby in your belly for nine months. The Mm -hmm. first nine months of their life is a lot. And I mean, longer than that, but especially those first nine months. I don't know. What do you think, Emma? Was it like? I agree. Yeah. 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 Izzy's first like nine months of being earth side for me to like finally yeah. start to feel like myself again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. For real, for real. Um, so yeah, I'm like deep in it. And for that extra postpartum ambiance, you guys might hear a little baby crying, a little noises. Um, tonight is actually the first night that Brandon, my partner is, this is the first night I'm not putting AJ to bed. Oh, for real? Yeah. Like ever? Yeah. So ever. Oh, yeah. wow. Congratulations, It's It's huge. And I'm glad I'm here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm home. It's not like I'm out. Yeah. I've, I've already um, like canceled plans or said like no to plans that I got invited to from my neighbor. We were going to go donate blood and then go see a band together. And, Ooh. and it was like over bedtime. And I was wow. like, I, I can't do it. I'm not ready. So yeah, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I would cancel literally anything and everything to be there for bedtime for Izzy. For real. Time, during that time age. At this point, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm out. I'm <laughs> Bye, out. babe. I'm, I'm tired of bedtimes, man. <laughs> Fuck bedtimes. They're so hard. They really are. But anyways, do you want to yeah. ask the, do you have the questions up or should I? You know what? I'm going to ask the first question. Okay, cool. I'm a, actually, Emma, why don't you ask the first question? Because I don't actually, um, you know, when the phone does that little thing where it wants to update the app, uh, I just did that. Yeah. Okay. You're good. Yeah. So the first question is immediately after your births, what happened and how did you feel? Like baby exits your body 
what happened next because I think that's about where we stopped the podcast um our birthing podcast last time we didn't talk about the placenta or anything like that oh yeah oh man yep that's so true it ain't over it ain't over yet baby comes out (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah so um I'll I'll just talk about AJ's my postpartum experience with AJ right now because I'm in it but um when when she was born I mean like I felt like the strength of a thousand women before me, like literally she, like, I had this amazing power. I can't even explain birthed her, pulled her up. Brandon caught her, passed her to me. I'm in the, in the tub. I start Mm -hmm. bleeding really, really bad. Um, so they quickly get me out of the tub and and for those of you who missed the original pregnancy and birth, uh, in birthing episode make sure you listen to that one first because Gabby gave birth at home oh yes and that's a very important part of her postpartum starting experience yeah that's so true that's so true um yeah so at home and in the water and so um I think I started bleeding really bad I birthed the placenta God, you know what? I don't even remember if I birthed the placenta in the tub or not. I think I must've been on the, yeah, I think it must've been on the couch at that point. I think you Um, said that immediately after, like when you kind of got back into the right headspace after birthing, I believe you told me that um, it was on the couch that you birthed the placenta. Yeah. So I got onto the couch pretty quickly. I was like out of that, like, you know, that high. (laughs) birth the placenta which it fucking hurts that's what I was just about to ask did it hurt for you yeah I did yeah it hurt real bad um was it, did it feel like you were giving birth again like to another baby or was it like a different sort of pain it was it was different but it was still contractions right. so it was like literally like still feeling those same pains. Um, at that point I got Pitocin too, to, to help to stop the bleeding. So that made the contractions come even more. Yeah. It was, you know, so even at home midwives have Pitocin, so that's good. You know, it's a good tool to have first causing the uterus to contract, to stop bleeding. Um, yeah. So I immediately, I, I was really, shaky I was I lost a lot of blood so immediately after I was kind of a wreck I kept trying to get up they wanted me to get up and go pee and I kept getting all faint and woozy and things were spinning and do you know why you lose like why you lost blood did you tear or was it because of the placenta detaching like do you know what happened there honestly I don't know. And okay. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about it for like future babies. If we have more, because now with both kids, I have bled like crazy. And yeah. this time I was hospitalized. Like, is it going to keep getting worse every time or what, you know? So, so it's what they explained it to me as is that some uterus uteri uteruses <laughs> <laughs> are just like lazy. What? And yeah. And like, it just doesn't want to contract and doesn't want to stop bleeding. There's got to be a more scientific like reasoning for this. Mm-hmm. Like why some women have, are more apt to hemorrhage after birth. You know, is there anything you can do proactively to make that not happen? Yeah. Um, so yeah, both kids, tons of bleeding. I didn't tear. I didn't tear. And 
you know, I did have to go to the hospital because of blood loss and I got ultrasounds and they checked to make sure that nothing was left behind. You know, there was like no placenta left behind (laughs) nothing, you know? Um, so did you tear with Raya? A little bit. Yep. And what happened when you tore with Raya? Um, I tore kind of like on the sides of my vagina, like, I guess Mm. like labia, I think. Um, yep. And they just put a couple stitches in. I don't even remember really. Cause I was like in the zone, like yeah. just had to have this new baby on my chest and they just were doing stuff down there. And it, I, I was so like, what was going on? My whole, my whole vagina was just so blown out. It wasn't really, I just torn a little, <laughs> but it was just like, you know, like you just push a baby out and it's like, what the fuck just happened? And then it's yeah. like a little couple stitches. You barely notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So I definitely, it was hard to recover from that. And I was shaky and uh, yeah. Were you feeling like lightheaded and dizzy, like other things associated with um, blood loss? Yeah, I was lightheaded. I was dizzy. I was nauseous. They were- Were um, you losing consciousness? I think you mentioned that afterwards. Yeah, Yeah. I was drifting in and out. um, And they kept trying to be, I guess, one thing that really freaked me out was my midwife, Rachel, kept going like, stay with me, Gabby, like, stay with me, focus on my voice, stay with me. And that fucking scared me. Cause I, cause oh I God. felt fine. I wasn't scared at all about any of it, but then I was like, Oh my God, am I dying? <laughs> In that very moment. Like, yeah. Oh my God. But I think she was just trying to keep me from like f- passing out. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause I was sort of in and out. I tried to eat, you know, like Brandon made eggs like immediately after I gave birth. And oh, wow. so like he, he was brought over in the kitchen. He was, you guys know Brandon, he was on it. And <laughs> so he's like cooking. He tries to give me, we put chanterelle mushrooms in it. Like that we had that Rachel, actually Brandon or Rachel, they're a wild mushroom. And I remember this is the only time I've ever had chanterelles that either Brandon picked or Rachel, our midwife picked. Because yeah. around that week of that I gave birth, it was chanterelle season. And so is that um, really good for after birth? No, I mean, I don't know. It could be. No. It's, just, it's just the one. <laughs> it's just the one time I've ever eaten wild mushrooms. Okay. I'm sure they're good. I mean, I'm sure they're good, really good for you. I just I mean, didn't know they, they had like a special purpose after you've given birth. Like these fucking chanterelle mushrooms is where it's at. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. But maybe also, maybe it was like an intuitive thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I ate, I tried to drink broth. I tried to drink a bunch of this homemade electrolyte stuff and just nothing was bringing me back to like, you know. Reality. Reality, steadiness. Yeah. So at what point did you go to the hospital? How long were you home after AJ was born? Well, um, so she was born at 1020 and I believe we left for the hospital around 1 or 2 p.m. Oh, wow. So you really, you fought hard. I did. Cause I really didn't want to go. I really didn't want to go. Um, yeah. I can't, I mean, I can't blame you on like normal circumstances. If you're yeah. striving for a home birth, you are, yeah. you're doing it for a reason. You want to be home. Yeah. And not to mention AJ's a COVID baby. Yeah. You exactly. want to be going to a hospital in the middle of the pandemic or I'm, yeah. you know? Yeah. For real. Yeah. Um, yeah, we tried really hard, but at, at the end of the day, like 
I needed fluids, I think, and I needed an iron infusion. And, and we were hoping that I could just go get it, get the iron infusion, get the, the IV bag and come home. But they ended up admitting me. Oh no. So instead of like a six hour ER visit, it was a full on admission. Yeah. 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 So that was dumb. They gave me a medication that to stop the bleeding um, immediately they brought me right into OB, which was great. I didn't have to fuck with the ER, That's but good. they so good. So good. Thank God for the small hospital. Um, and my midwife called, you know, she called the OB. Yeah. She's like, Hey, I have a client. I'm a home birth midwife. I have a client out here and, um, she lost a lot of blood. I need her to, I need, I would like her to come in and get some IV. And the, the midwife on call goes, is it Gabby? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh fucking A. How did she um, know yeah. it was you? It's a small, small community. And they knew, I think that that the people in my community kind of knew that I was having a home birth. Yep. That's you know crazy. Yeah. Dude, I was kind of like, oh. You gotta make sure to bring that up in our small town uh episode coming up. I will. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. For that's kind of drifting into our question number number two question. So I'm gonna bring it back to number one for myself. Yeah, bring it back. Yes. Um, so immediately after my birth, I kind of have a funny little tidbit. I don't know if I mentioned this in the birth one or not. So I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. <clears throat> but after I gave birth to Izzy, now for for context, I have brown eyes, brown hair. And like, I'm not tan, but I'm not white. Does that, right. that mean, what, how would. Emma has like a, a light olive complexion. Thank you. Okay. A richer, like more depth, th- more depth yeah. than your average white girl. Like I'm white <laughs> for sure, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little, little tiny, 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 that's nice. Um, thanks dad. Anyways. <laughs> um, and Azalea's father is pale as pale can be like red beard blonde hair blue eyes and Izzy came out extremely tan with curly black hair and (laughs) so the first this is terrible but the first thing I thought when I saw her was like is that my baby (laughs) like for real like for real for real and thank God he didn't think that I jumped the fence on him or anything. Cause he, he looked at her and immediately noticed that she had his ears. They were just flipped on the other side of her head. So like his left ear was on her right side. He has like, like this distinct little, um, like point on one of his ears. And he saw that and was like, my baby, like he didn't even think <laughs> twice. Thank God for her ears being his. Oh my yeah. God. Cause otherwise it, it would have, it would have looked really bad. <laughs> Um, that was drama you did not need (laughs) right right. and I was I was crying so hard that I couldn't even like really look at her like I couldn't see (laughs) and I just like I just wanted they like immediately put her on my chest and you know they're doing the whole thing with the the towel or whatever where they're rubbing their back to try and get her to cry because she wasn't crying immediately Mm -hmm. and Azalea put up a hell of a fight getting out of me Mm -hmm. she she really did she came out sunny side up with the cord wrapped around her neck and she was trying to come out with her shoulder first so she oh, was geez. she was putting up a fucking fight she wanted to stay in there <laughs> mm-hmm. and so there was like a moment after they put her on my chest where the room got really quiet because she wasn't crying yet 
And I remember hearing my OB saying, just, just look at her hair. Look at how much hair she has. She was trying really hard to get me to like focus on her being right there and not like the, the typical, like everyone knows when your baby's born, they come out screaming for the most part. Mm. And because mine didn't, she, I don't think she wanted me to panic. Cause we knew the whole, right. I mean, not the pregnancy, but the whole like second half of the labor process that it was going to be a rough delivery. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, she's, she, she coughed and she cried and she was okay. Mm. And, um, I don't remember giving birth to the placenta whatsoever. Mm. I didn't feel it. I don't remember it at all. I do remember, so I gave birth in a hospital and I remember like my feet are still up on the stirrup. So I'm like looking between my legs and they took Azalea away to weigh her and measure her and like get her swaddled up and put a hat on her. And I like looked between my legs and I saw my placenta was like on a metal tray table, like a rolling <laughs> table. And it was so big. It was so big. I didn't know that it was that big. I thought that it was going to be like the size of my baby. And Izzy was a, she was a big baby. She was eight, eight pounds, something ounces. I don't remember how many ounces. Uh huh. It was a chunk. <laughs> it was a little chunk, chunk. A little chunk, chunk. So I was expecting to look over and see the placenta as big as her, but it was bigger. It was and bigger than her. It was bigger than her. Wow. You had a big placenta, was- girl. I really yeah. did. Did you take a picture of it? Yes. My mom did. did. So that's what I saw. I'm looking between my legs and I see my placenta. And then I see my OB like look at my mom and hold up my placenta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I that's great. Mom, I told my mom that I wanted to see it. And she was like, oh, she needs to take a picture. So she asked my OB if she could take a picture. And the OB was like, oh yeah. And like held it up. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's an yeah. awesome shot. And then she literally like opened it and like let my mom take a photo of like the inside whoa I'll show you I'll show it's really really cool it's yeah it's an organ placentas are fucking incredible it's a whole ass organ that your body creates and then discards like it's it blows my fucking mind um yeah so gay uh so gave gave birth to my placenta saw it and then we got Izzy back and then after that it's a bit of a blur I just remember Mm -hmm. everybody slowly filing out and then it was just me and Azalea's father and Izzy before we got transferred into the um what is the room called that you go to after you deliver oh I don't know we so like you you give birth in a certain room and then you're moved to okay like sleep with your baby for the first like two nights and stuff yeah and so I remember like the nurse coming in and being like are you going to breastfeed and I was like yes I was so fucking excited and before she even could like do anything I like like popped her oh you're so awesome (laughs) and she kind of like looked down she's like yep that looks right and then was like okay (laughs) figure out what you want for dinner and then like left I think she was like preparing to like walk me through breastfeeding but I didn't even think about it I was just like yeah and then here's my boob and then here's my child like there was no I don't I I don't know when I didn't even look up like when I was pregnant I did a lot of research on like um birthing and like Mm -hmm. the actual pregnancy but I didn't ever think to look up stuff as for afterwards so I had Mm. no idea I was just like this is what I need to do and that's what I did um, just like a crazy mom intuition. That's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then after that, 
had my dinner and it was terrible because it's hospital. <laughs> and um, I remember going to our room that we were going to stay in. And I was like, I got up to like go to the bathroom and I pulled down like my, um, like the diaper they put you in. Mm. And I like, I go pee and I was like bracing for it to hurt so bad. But like the little, like, what's the bottle that they give you to like squirt? The, the Perry bottle. Or, yeah, so I, yep, I was like, yep. I got my Perry bottle. Like it's going to yep. hurt, but I'm going to be okay. You just birthed a child. It's not going to be bad. And it didn't hurt again. And I was like, what is happening here? Because I heard that <sighs> placenta hurt. I heard that peeing afterward hurts. Like what is going on? Um, I, th- I just got really lucky because with Izzy, I didn't tear. Like I had mm-hmm. um, abrasions, yep. but I didn't tear. And I think it's because she took so long to get out. Like Definitely. it was two hours of her almost coming out and then going all the way back in and then almost coming out and going all the way back in for two hours. That slow-mo stretch. Yeah. yeah. She was like, we're putting in the work, mother. You're welcome. Yeah. But I mean, like, just get the fuck out. <laughs> um, and I remember after that, like I wiped and then I was like, oh, it feels weird. And I like looked down at my vagina and it looked like I had a ball sack. I was so fucking swollen. What? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Like, like, <laughs> like the lips on the side. Like both like, sides. On both sides that attached to your thigh were so yep. swollen that it literally looked like testicles. Wow. And Dude, I, I'm so glad I didn't look. Oh my <laughs> God. And I, so like I waddle out and my poor, poor Izzy's dad, I was like, look, I got balls. I was like, <laughs> oh my god and I was like all bruised and shit it wasn't cute I was just like fucking delirious and was like I'm oh. balls <laughs> check them out, check them out. Uh. um and then after that the only like sort of medical care that I had was um some pills for my thyroid which I brought with me um I think I had hypothyroidism and um, some pills for my iron deficiency and then like Tylenol. And that was mm. about it. And after that, like medically, it was smooth sailing for me. Besides like the nip ah. besides the nip knobs hurting. Oof, 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 oof. I'll talk, we'll talk about breastfeeding later, but yeah, like vaginally and like with your stomach and stuff, like I was fine afterwards. It's also, I have a photo literally like the like right after we moved into our room before my mom left, I was like, can you put, take a photo? I want to see what I look like, like how much my bump shrank. And it's crazy how fast your body, like truly like puts itself back together. Yeah. Or at least Bodies. my body did, at least my body mm. didn't. It, it's like no shame or whatever, if your body didn't do that, but mine personally, and like all of my friends who gave birth around the same time, all of our bodies shrunk down tremendously within a couple hours of giving birth. Yeah. You still look like six, seven months pregnant, but like, <laughs> I mean, I looked like I had a couple watermelons stuck in there before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. After seeing it's incredible. Pizza, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't remember it hurting to pee the first, like the first time after giving birth, but I remember pooping. <laughs> I really get about that too. And I, I was actually, fucking terrified. I don't think I pooped before I left the hospital. I think I lied about that. Oh, really? Because I just wanted to go the fuck home. 
Yep. 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 I totally understand. I, oh my God. I don't, I, I remember like, like crying. I remember like crying and being so at the hospital when I had Raya with AJ. I don't really remember though. Um, you were pretty out of it though. I was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty fucked up. (laughs) I was pretty fucked up. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. So with AJ, I mean, not AJ, with Raya, you, you had a lot of bleeding as well, just not as bad as AJ. Yeah. Yep. I had a lot of bleeding as well. And it definitely was handled way different at the hospital. It was way, there was way more alarm around it. Like people were like, there was a different energy for sure. And I bet that's Um, really fucking scary, especially for a first time mom. Yeah, it was really scary. Um, And that is one of the biggest differences that struck me between the home birth and the hospital birth was the reaction to something like that. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, um, it is (laughs) AJ also, (laughs) you know, (laughs) did the thing. Uh Oh, can you can I hear you, Emma? Can you hear me? something? Okay, good. There you are. For a second, I thought it spazzed out on me, but I think there was just a little lag. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) uh, So AJ did that as well, like Izzy with uh, not crying right away. And um, Rachel, our midwife, used the the puffer on her. The bulb syringe. Yeah. The bulb syringe. And she kept saying, I like your name. The puffer. Because it had like a little squeezy thing. And And it goes yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you know you know what I mean the little puffer and um and she was like talk to your baby she needs to hear your voice so she can come into her body talk to your baby talk to your baby and that was it it was so beautiful so I have a little video even of me just being like I'm here I'm right here AJ I'm all right she didn't have a name yet oh my god um I was like, I'm here. I'm here. You're with us. You're safe. Like really, really. I was all delirious, like in the tub, like saying this stuff. And I don't know who took the video. I think my sister did, but I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm really about to cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're a couple emotional bitches. Don't mind us. I'm Especially when it comes to period. this stuff. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop saying beautiful shit. <laughs> Oh man, that's beautiful. Like that's, that's yeah, really beautiful. Yeah. So things are just—it's so different with even. I mean, we talked a ton about this in our pregnancy episode, but just the mm-hmm. the differences between the home birth and the hospital birth, just how things are handled, the energy just around even potentially kind of scary situations. Just yeah, yeah. Um, shall we move on to the next one? I can ask it. Yeah, go off. Yeah. Well, I guess you kind of mentioned this, Emma, but was there anything else you wanted to add um, about your postpartum medical care? I can go to like the six, eight month checkup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear all about it. Not eight month. Wow. No, no, no. Week, week, week. Sorry. It's going to be eight months. Um, (laughs) It's supposed to be a six week checkup, right? Right. So I had a six weeks checkup. And then it got pushed back to seven weeks. And then it got pushed back to eight weeks because the hospital I went to was like incredibly busy. Wow. Um, and I don't I don't really know what happened there. And then I ended up, I think I actually mentioned this in our last one. So I'm so sorry yeah. I'm repeating myself a lot. Um, but I went there with Izzy and it was 
terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I, just, I hated it. I wanted to leave as soon as possible. The, the hospital that I gave birth at and received my care at was an hour away. And so I had to take my, my eight week old newborn all the way <sighs> an hour. And then we got there like, like 10 minutes before my appointment. And we were stuck there for an hour and a half before I got seen. Oh. And then I finally got seen and it wasn't even by like the doctor who gave, uh, not gave birth, but like delivered Azalea. And, um, after I got seen by her, she like wrapped it up with like, yeah, your stitches healed great. And I knew for a fact that I didn't get stitches. Like I, cause I remember asking like, um, after I gave birth, when I was in that little, uh, other room where you kind of like hang out for a while. Yeah. I remember asking like, did I tear, did I get stitches? Cause I don't remember getting stitches. And they're like, it's not on your chart. Do you want me to check? And I was like, yeah. So they checked and there were no stitches. And I was like, okay, good to know. So like literally yep. hours after giving birth, I did not have stitches. And suddenly you're saying my stitches healed great. <laughs> like I, what, didn't, bitch? I didn't have any. And I was like, I didn't get stitches. And she was like, oh, well, you look fine. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I was surprised <sighs> that there was no like, further testing, um, of my thyroid levels or mm-hmm. my anemia situation. They were just like, your vagina looks great. Your stitches that actually don't exist are fine. Bye. Oh my God. I felt like completely like cast aside. It was really upsetting. It absolutely. It sounds really upsetting. Yeah, dude. So was it, was that the only, like you had the baby you stayed two days, you went home and then you go yeah. back in six we, weeks and that's it. Yeah. And it ended up being eight weeks. Cause eight weeks. Back. Um, what also, the fuck? I forgot to mention, we ended up staying two days at the hospital because Azalea had jaundice. Oh, 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 oh. Yep. And I don't think I'd mentioned that before. I don't bring it up a lot because no. I forget it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very weird because her Billy Rubin levels were just a little bit above the mark where they want them to be. Mm. which is a tiny bit higher and they're like okay we're gonna keep you guys for like the rest of today we're gonna do like the light therapy with her yeah and then she should be fine and you guys should go home and then they did the light therapy and she like visibly came back like looking better yeah (laughs) and I was like oh my god great we were so excited to go home Mm. and then they're like well because she was a little bit above that mark even though she's not above that mark anymore we're gonna keep you guys another night yeah and I was so upset again I was so upset I was like no like y'all don't like because I have celiac disease I can't eat gluten and like nothing they had at the hospital I could eat so I I mean I checked in at midnight and then spent a whole day laboring gave for gave birth at um 4 14 the next day p.m spent one night and then spent another night and had no food the entire time Whew. yep and I was breastfeeding and like healing and there's like a little bit of blood loss for me not like not Gabby level oh blood my loss god. but like yep. I, oh my god I was so so upset I was so that's upset. that's borderline like malpractice like I hate to be that bitch but that's really really upsetting and that's why I don't want to do a hospital birth again yeah. Like I want to do yeah. what Gabby did. I'm scared of the pain. Don't get me fucking wrong. I'm a pain <laughs> cry baby, but yeah. I will take that over that level of medical neglect again. Mm. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Without Jesus. a doubt. Oh, I'm well, oh, I'm uh, what were you gonna I know I'm just like all like I'm all just bent out of shape about that. Every time we talk about this, I get really heated about your hospital experience and just especially because like you were in that field for a minute. Yeah. Like that was your passion for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Literally. Like, and I care a lot. If you were in my medical staff, what would you what do you think would have happened differently? Like, does that make is that a does that question make sense? Yeah. Like if I were a nurse and I was like, like, how, like how do you think that should have actually gone? Cause that's my oh, only well, experience. So, that's the only thing I've ever known. No, they should have made sure that you had food and that you were eating things you could eat and plenty of it. And it was like within my charts, like they knew I had celiac disease. That's such bullshit. And especially with breastfeeding and the fact that they kept you another day, I feel like they just wanted to make more money, make more money. <laughs> that's yeah. it you know so that really sucks yeah um yeah it just pisses me off I it was unnecessary and like that ex- that made it like that much longer for you to not have food and for you not to be able to get into a routine and to like you know get settled I mean it's yeah. so important to just be able to get settled and be in your own space and you know yeah I'm going to talk more about it on our question number three, but I'd really like to hear about how your postpartum medical care experience went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we, so since we went to the hospital, I ended up having to stay the night, unfortunately also, because they admitted me. And AJ um, was allowed to stay with you. She was, she was, but because she wasn't born there, the nurses would not, touch her that's good though right it's good in a way but I was there alone oh yeah so I because Brandon couldn't stay with me he could have stayed with me but we didn't have anybody for Rhea yeah so there was like that what was not an option and then so he started saying like I'm gonna go get Rhea like he asked the doctor like can we both can Rhea and I both stay in the hospital and I was like no Brandon we don't need Rhea here too like this you know but so instead I was alone that whole time and all night, my very first night, you know, AJ's very first night of life, she cried all night and I was all alone oh and God. also didn't eat well because I was, you know, I was not where I wanted to be. And, um, they like it's hospital, crappy hospital food, you know, and, yep. um, so that first night was really rough. One of the medicines they had given me to stop the bleeding gave me severe shakes. Oh. So I was like shaking uncontrollably. It definitely helps stop the bleeding. But they said like it'll it might give you flu-like symptoms and it definitely did including a fever, but they <gasps> said that's the reason they kept me is because I had a fever. They're like you might have an infection. And I was like, "Well, you guys just told me that I might have flu-like symptoms. Isn't a fever <laughs> a flu-like symptom? Like, come on, man. So yeah. instead, I'm they were there. Really trying to like cover their asses there. They were really trying to cover their asses. And at one point, somebody kept taking my, one of the, the night nurse or one of the nurses was taking my temperature with this one thermometer. It was reading really high temps. And then she tried, she used another one for some reason and it was normal. So I also think there was a situation of a funky thermometer too. <laughs> funky so thermometer. honestly, yeah, 
And so I, I think Brandon would be able to retell that better than me, but like there was something going on. Like I did not need to stay that extra day over there. Um, so, so that was hard, but I did end up getting a lot of fluids and I got the iron infusion, which is what I went for. (laughs) Um, and what was the iron infusion like? Cause I did the same thing with my anemia and I want to know how yours went. Well, to me, it pretty much just felt like being strapped up to, you know, because I had the IV going the whole time I was there anyway. Where was your IV? It was in my hand. Yep. Mine was in my hand. It was in your hand. Yep. Yep. Um, I also was in pain from that for like days after. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Um, Okay. Do you think that has to do with the iron? Well, okay. So when I went to, um, Bangor when I was pregnant um, yep. and did my iron infusions there. They did it um, in this part of my arm, the what mm-hmm. is it? like your upper forearm, almost where your like elbow is. They did it. I don't know if it went into the, like the elbow crook or not. Yep. I can't remember, but I know it was here. Yeah. And um, I mean, like the needle stung a little and it felt really warm and like, weird, yeah. but it wasn't yep. uncomfortable. I wasn't in pain. And then I went to my local hospital that I was not giving birth at or anything. Gabby knows what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say it because I fucking hate this hospital. Um, and they put it in my hand and I still have a fucked up vein from that. They instantly put it in and it hurt. It hurt so bad. My hand hurt for about a week and a half afterwards. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going back there again. No, fuck that shit. Mm. I'll drive all the way to Bangor. I don't care. Like it, it (sighs) fucked my shit up. I was black and blue and Mm. like you, you can't see it on the camera monitor. Next time we're in person, I can literally show you. There's like a visible dent. Like my vein is here, a giant oh. dent here. And then my vein continues like up my hand and into my arm and it burned. Did yours burn? It burnt. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. That really threw me for a loop. I was like, what the hell? The pain for days <laughs> after I'm like, oh, out of everything else I could be feeling right now. I just had a baby and my fucking hand hurts. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> my hand hurts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then as far as medical care, I got to go home. It was great. Yeah. And then with the midwives, they come at day three, day oh, really? six. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So they come kind of right off the bat and, or no, it's one one day, three days, and then they wait a week and then two weeks, like, and then two more weeks. And then the last appointment is an eight week appointment. And when you met with your midwives, each of those times, were they catering to you and AJ or was it mainly AJ or mainly you? It was both of us. Yeah. Yep. It was both of us. And, um, you know, they, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were helping me with breastfeeding and yeah. they were, um, they did her weights and there was some like medical stuff, like the heel prick that she needed to do yep. for the, the testing. And, you know, um, what else did we do medical for? Oh, I, I don't even did remember she now. Eye drops? She didn't get the eye drops. Nope. We chose not to do that, but we did do vitamin K and that was a drop. Yep. That was a dropper. Um, and, uh, yeah. And we had to like fill out her birth certificate and stuff with our midwife. So yeah, she did a lot of stuff like that with us for AJ. And then for me, just all the general health stuff. I honestly don't think I ever, anybody ever 
looked at my vagina again. Like well, I had stitches, so there wasn't. I didn't get stitches. Nope, nobody. And no, like worried about it. Charge or anything like that. No, yeah. I did bleed for a long time. I they definitely pressed oh, on my yeah. uterus a bunch. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I totally forgot about that part. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. You keep going. You keep going. Yeah. 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 So. So yeah, they pressed every time. I, every time they came, they would press on my uterus. And Can they you would... explain to the listeners who probably haven't had a child what why they're pressing on your lower stomach? Well, they're pressing um to make sure that it's like gone back down to sh- to size right so like, like after they're... you give birth like Gabby mentioned earlier you still have to give birth to your placenta so your uterus is still contracting like you're giving birth like when you're like you're still actively in labor your uterus is contracting and it's pushing that placenta out and then even after the fact your uterus is still contracting in order to shrink itself and is it to stop bleeding perhaps yeah too? yep yeah okay. yeah yeah so it's not comfortable that it's a painful feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was lots of nice visits. One of the vi- home and they're all home visits too, with the midwives. I didn't have to go anywhere, which was incredible. And, um, one of the times even I, I cried a lot too. I was like going through it. They were like my emotional support, my physical support. They would come and the assistant midwife would fold my laundry. Oh they my definitely God. did dishes at some point. Rachel washed my midwife, washed the tub. So I would take a tub. They, they held AJ. They, you know, like to give me a minute because Brandon was working a lot. So he wasn't even really around. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when Julie, our, our, other midwife came she gave me I was having a lot of anxiety I was having those um uh intrusive thoughts really bad and just crazy anxiety and she gave me these things called ear seeds they're like a um acupressure but they're these little copper beads that are in this little tiny round band-aid and she put them on all these pressure points on my ear I have a bunch of them still. I'll have to like take a picture for the Instagram story yeah. or something, but you look cool with them on like all blinged out, you know? And, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's like some kind of acupressure, acupuncture technique. That's really um, cool. It was cool, but yeah. So they like totally addressed the whole picture. Did on the eight week- your, was the ear stuff for your intrusive thoughts and anxiety? It was. And I mean, hard talent if it helped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was kind of a wreck. Yeah. I was kind of a wreck. I don't think anything was really helping. Yeah. Um, I feel you, girl. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, the last appointment I did, I got a closing of the bones ceremony from Ooh, my midwife. That? It was really beautiful. I, I think it's a Native American um ceremony I can research this and put more information like on the Patreon but basically what I received was I laid on the floor on a cup few blankets so it was nice and squishy and Rachel took this really thick woven scarf and she kind of like wove me up in it and each each and like moved it sort of up my body or down my body. I kind of drifted in and out through the whole thing. Cause also I was exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> and like, so I was nap. like, <laughs> I was taking a nap. I was having a really peaceful nap, but every <laughs> part of my body, they would get to, they would like squeeze, like gently, like Ooh, squeeze, tighten really it. Nice. It was so nice and kind of like rock it a little bit. And they'd sing and Rachel would sing a chant. She sang like 
like a bunch of different songs in different languages and just she's like she's pretty incredible man i don't know rachel's she's deep um but it's to like like close you back up like you're close like energetically spiritually physically too because it's like a nice tight hug you know and like when you are pregnant your abdominal muscles separate your hip bones widen so like you're very literally like Mm -hmm. helping add pressure to those areas to help close them whether physically or metaphorically i'm sure it does add some sort of comfort and relief yeah yeah it felt so good speaking of that did you use a like a belly band after you gave birth no no um no no not at all I I was trying to think I don't think I was ever told to either yeah no I don't I've heard of women using it if they have had a c-section yeah um but not for natural birth yeah yeah I bought one well I bought one this time because I was interested in it I was like oh maybe it'll make everything like it'll give me that feeling that like held together like Mm -hmm. everything that like squeezed feeling that you really want after you have a baby but it it was not comfortable it was extremely uncomfortable and I ended up never wearing it so (laughs) do you know what the purpose of it is well I think like one purpose would be to help your waist go back yeah like kind of I always it thought that it was for like the societal physical standards so I didn't give it more cosmetic thought. yeah yeah more cosmetic for sure yeah do you think it helps with uh diastasis recti Is that definitely yeah yeah definitely so when your abdominal muscles completely separate mm-hmm. when you're pregnant is what Emma's referring to and that is like yeah that is something that I think takes a lot of work to to recover from um and that doesn't happen to every woman, right? Right. Right. Okay. Because I remember after I gave birth, I didn't feel like I could feel a space in between my mm-hmm. abs, but it, but I still felt like I was together. I never felt yeah. like my parts were separated. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that probably has a lot to do with um, why I probably shrunk down so quickly after mm-hmm. I gave birth because my muscles, they never really separated all that or at least it didn't feel like it right right. Um, I don't really know what was going on in there I wasn't like cut open I no x-rays or anything I don't fucking know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like I had something else I wanted to add oh 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 um for medical experience I forgot to mention um the the pressing on the abdomen while I was Mm. at the hospital um on my uterus it was I think that was probably next to contractions before I got my epidural was the most painful part of it. And I think what didn't help it was that I had my actual nurse, a pair of training nurses, and then another pair of training nurses right after. And they were all like 30 minutes apart. So they were all coming in fucking needing my, and they like, it's not just like you're pushing down. They are like knuckles in needing your uterus as hard as they can. Oh or at least that's God. what they did at my hospital yeah yeah um and I remember going home and having bruises after that oh, I was God. all bruised up that was Ouch. very painful did that happen to you yeah I remember it being extremely painful I hated it every time I dreaded it 
<laughs> I was like, not this bullshit again. Yeah, every time. And I don't remember. And it happened both for me, both at home and when I was at spent the night at the hospital after having AJ and the whole time at the hospital after having Rhea. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Yes. I have another question. Yeah. Um, after you gave birth with both of your girls, you did not have an epidural. And so that means that you didn't mm-hmm. have a catheter, right? Oh, yeah. So I did not have a catheter with Rhea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after I had AJ, though, I got a catheter. Oh, you ooh. on on my couch because <laughs> at home. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it was really rough. It was really rough. So like I'm bleeding out, like bleeding like Dude, I'm crazy. Panicking. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. This was fucked up for me. Even in that state of like that high with mm-hmm. oh, I just had this beautiful baby and I was like in and out of consciousness because I was like lost too much blood. So one of the things that they were worried about is that my uterus couldn't shrink back down because my bladder was so full and so hard that it was like pushing my uterus aside. So my uterus couldn't snap back. So, and every time I, and why I kept getting up or attempting to get up is so that I could go pee Yeah, and try to get some of this out. And they tried to tell me to just pee on a towel. Like they put a bunch of towels because I could not get up without getting all faint. Um, So they put a bunch of towels and they were like, just pee. I couldn't do it. So um, they ended up, Rachel ended up putting a catheter in. What did that feel like? It felt so horrible. It felt like it basically... Yeah, it felt like them sticking something up your urethra. There's no other way around it. Like it felt exactly like what uh, you would think it felt like. <clears throat> yeah, it was fucked. I had to like breathe through it and everything like, had, like deep breath. You've had an IUD, right? Yeah. Is it similar to that sort of insertion pain? Or is uh, it more so? I feel like it's more and different. Because okay. it is like vagina and cervix versus like your, your urethra, urethra yeah. I guess. Yeah. And bladder. And they have to stick it way the fuck up there. You know what, Emma? It's more like UTI pain. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. It's like a UTI. You know, it's like, 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 um, like the stingy, you... burny, achy UTI pain. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, like, knowing it's... that I could handle one. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. 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 But, oh, um, but it's intrusive and weird and like, it's not natural more to than have that. Shit up that. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. Cause I know like when you got an IUD in or out, like you're, you cramp, you cramp, you contract a little bit, your cervix acts weird. So you don't get that reaction with the, with the, um, but it's, it's really, really yucky feeling to get a catheter. <laughs> So yeah, I had that. And then like pee was just, you know, like coming out of me. They like filled up yeah. a bottle. I asked because um, I had an epidural, so I had to get a catheter and I didn't feel oh, it. Yeah. Thank God. They put it immediately oh. after I got my epidural and my epidural worked for um, right up until I started pushing. Uh, um, yep. So um, I didn't feel it and I didn't even know that it was out when they took it out. I had no idea. Like it was same vein as, um, the uh the like the placenta like I had I had no fucking clue that anything was happening wow um, but after the fact uh you know they put you in the diaper and stuff and you're, yes. you're bleeding after you give birth and I 
I, my bleeding was akin to my uh, periods. And yeah, um, up until honestly, recently, my periods, my whole life have been very, very heavy and cloddy. Mm-hmm. Sorry for this is a major T- TMI episode. Yeah, just warning, welcome, warning, welcome. Warning. <laughs> um, so I was like, <laughs> to like that constant flow of blood and yuck. And mm. that's like part of the reason why they put the diaper on you is because you're like bleeding out <laughs> a lot. So <laughs> like much. Yeah. And you can't put a tampon in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when they were like needing my uterus, I peed and I had no idea that I peed. I had no idea. Wow. That, yeah. And so I like, I got up and I was like, what the fuck is running down like my legs? And I realized that I had like filled up the diaper because I peed and had no wow. fucking clue. And so I was like, well, that's weird. And then even after I left the hospital, so that happened every single time they needed me. Even like right. regardless of how much fluid I drank, I was constantly peeing because they were constantly pushing on my bladder. Wow. And after having a catheter and an epidural, I didn't have a lot of control of that situation. <laughs> Interesting. And I remember after we left the hospital, like the first time we went out in public with Azalea, it was me, Izzy, her father, and my mom. We were walking around, I think it was like a Dollar Tree or whatever. I don't remember what <laughs> we were there for. And um, I remember peeing my pants, but I thought I was bleeding again. Like oh, I just, no. like, was constantly like peeing my pants and had no idea. It was so weird. I wonder if it like, not, not to that extent. I definitely, I can't jump on a trampoline. I can't. uh, See, That's the only time I've ever had a problem. I did not have, I did not have any accidents when I was pregnant and I did not have any accidents um, after the two week mark of giving birth. After that, I was fine. And ever since then, I can jump on a trampoline now. I'm fine. I can laugh. I can sneeze. I can talk and I'm not going to pee. But like yeah. during that period, it was just like every, everything's coming out. You have no control. I wonder if your urethra got like numbed. You know what I mean? I think, like, I, yeah, it, it must have. That's yeah. the only thing that I can think of is just like, and maybe that's why it didn't hurt when I peed after. Yeah. I just, just numb. Feel it. I just couldn't feel it. <laughs> oh my God. No, no that's really, that's super interesting. But, so yeah, basically I was peeing myself all the time and had no idea when it was happening. <laughs> Wow. That didn't happen to you because I always thought that it was because I had had a catheter in and it like fucking stretched out my pee hole or whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, that I have not, I did not share that experience. But yeah. I, at this point, still, I actually, ever since I had Raya, you know, I haven't been able to like the sneezing, the, the laugh, sometimes laughing, coughing, jumping. <laughs> I think the main difference between your pregnancies and births and my pregnancy and birth is I I got pregnant at 18 and I gave birth at 19. How old were you with Raya? Uh 24. And how old were you with AJ? 30. 30. And I think yeah that has I mean like I hate to be that person but like historically speaking once women start bleeding that was typically when they were considered able to have babies. Yeah. like it's not, it's not, it's definitely not the healthiest option, but I think because I was younger, I got back to my quote normal body yeah, faster and like my overall recovery stuff was quicker. That snapback. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I really think it was because I was so young. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Cause even being, you know, six years down the road, getting 
pregnant and birthing and everything it's even in that time has been so much harder so much harder the pregnancy was harder the um postpartum recovery has been harder and I wonder if that's why like I was able to besides like that birth like that window between after I gave birth and two weeks of being home I wonder if that's why after the fact I've never had any issues with my bladder and before that I never had any issues with my bladder I don't know yeah that's an age thing or not I bet I bet you're I mean I believe it I think you're onto something there for sure Yeah. yeah and after that it's made me want to have more kids younger like just sooner than later yeah because I feel like (laughs) I've reaped a lot of benefits from that (laughs) yeah for real for real and then also like the level of exhaustion once you have another when you have a kid and then you get pregnant and have another kid Mm -hmm. oh it's such a it's just so different it's like ah yeah so the next question did you ask the last one I did okay um what was your postpartum emotional mental and physical experience afterwards we've already kind of breached on this a little bit but is there anything more you would like to add I'm Um, interested in your emotional journey and your mental journey if you don't mind sharing I know it's a very intimate topic but I think your experience is something that a lot of women experience and it it goes under the radar and it goes missed especially when you had Raya and you were having the typical medical hospital experience. Cause I know for me personally, I didn't struggle with postpartum depression or anxiety. I was mm-hmm. pretty solid in all ways, shapes and forms after I gave birth to, to Azalea besides missing the community aspect of having a baby. But right. other than that, I was okay. So I want you to really take the floor for this one. Okay. Okay. And whatever also I just want whatever you're comfortable sharing. I'm so comfortable talking about this stuff and I feel like there's a big need. And I mean, I know that's a big challenge for moms and and women is that we don't want to seem ungrateful. You know what I mean? Like, like I have been blessed with these amazing, beautiful babies. Um, Some people can't have babies and that's all they want. Mm -hmm. I need to not complain. You know, there's that guilt, but, but yet, so we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to talk about the hard stuff, but I feel like the hard stuff needs to be talked about. Um, so yeah, for me, both times I had like pretty severe postpartum stuff. I don't even know what to call it really, but like just stuff. Um, I mean, after you give birth, it's a major like hormonal change and it's a major lifestyle change whether you're going from uh no kids to one two kids to three whatever it is thank you yep for real for real I cried so much I felt like um god I really I guess I'll speak about AJ so yeah both times it was pretty huge for me the the emotional struggle Um, I, but this time something that's really been rough for me was like these intrusive thoughts that happened. There was like, like people really talk about intrusive thoughts. Oh man. Yeah. And apparently it's really common. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that honestly happens to me all the time, not just postpartum. Yeah. It really, it really sucks. I've struggled with them my whole life. So when I added a baby to the mix and that sort of intrusive thoughts started occurring, I didn't think of it 
as yeah. postpartum anything. It's just like, this is just how my brain operates. And we're just yeah. adding another thing to the list. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was the same for me with that. Like there was nothing new there, but the degree at which the effect it had on me um, to the point where it was like borderline crippling. Like yeah. I couldn't walk down the stairs holding her without like seeing myself dropping my baby down the stairs, like yeah. seeing it and like being like, gr- like gripping her so tight and being like, you're not going to drop her. You're not going to drop her. You're not going to drop Girl. her. You know, I have Every- gone down the stairs holding Izzy on my butt. I have butt scooted down the sca- stairs. Oh, that fear. Yeah. Yeah. So real. It's so real. Um, like every time getting in the car, just seeing these things flash before my eyes, car is the worst. Then there was one night where Rhea was roughhousing. She somehow managed to fall off a footstool onto AJ. They, AJ was like four days old. Oh no. I was, yeah, I was changing AJ's diaper on the floor. And so I was right there. You know, I was right there. She kind of rolled onto her. I, it kind of happened really fast. So I couldn't really see where she landed on AJ's body. So I panicked and I was like, oh my God, she hit her head. She landed on her head. We got to go to the hospital. Just like I ended up. It was so scary and I kept it cool with Raya. You know, I like breathed through it and just was like, it's okay. Everything's okay. It was an accident. But as soon as Brandon got Raya away, like walked her away and got her doing something else, I was a wreck. I was on the floor, like shaking, crying. I could not pull myself together. I was, I spiraled so hard. I just kept saying like, she's going to die. She's going to die. Like, Raya's never gonna forgive herself because she fell on the baby and then the baby died like like oh my god I was so and I could tell Brandon was worried you know he like didn't really quite know what to do with me I went really bad really dark real quick you know like and it took me hours to come out of it yeah um yeah, like fucking fetal positions, hysterics kind of level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like one, maybe one of the worst early postpartum moments that I had. Yeah. But um, the thoughts. Did your, of- did your midwife have anything helpful to say or any like tactics to help with your intrusive thoughts? Well, that's when the ear seeds came to be. I had told you the ear seeds. Sorry, the <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Every time this yeah. is a very serious topic, but <laughs> no, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, that's when the, the ear seeds came to be, and um, they just really listened. You know, yeah. uh, um, I know with Rachel. Rachel was away at that point. So I talked to her on the phone about it. And at this point, because my midwife had to go on a trip in my early postpartum time, um, I was seeing, you know, I was talking to Rachel on the phone a bunch, but I was seeing another midwife. That midwife was super practical about it and was like, here are these seeds. You can press these beads. You can press on them. It like hits acupuncture points. Like, you know, she had some other sort of practical things. She, She reassured me that the thing I was going through was normal. She let me just talk and cry and work it out. Um, Rachel on the phone, it was so incredible. They're so good, man. Midwives are, 
And it, Rachel, t- Rachel had um, kind of a different approach with things. She was not afraid to go there, mm-hmm. like with death. Rachel's never been afraid to go there throughout your entire pregnancy and birth yep. and stuff. She's exactly. very and rooted in the real possibilities. Yes. Which can yep. be a good thing. Yep. I struggled with this a lot because I'm somebody who's like, make it nice. I just want it to be nice. I don't yes. want to have to think about hard things. And I think Rachel um, would be a really good midwife for someone like me. Like I need all the knowledge. Like if yes. this is somewhere that we can go, I need to know how, when, what, where, why. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. And just to like mentally be prepared. And, you know, Rachel was like on the phone after that happened, she's like, our, you know, days are never guaranteed, even with our kids, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, if something happened, you know, it's nobody's, it would be nobody's fault, but yeah, the baby's journey is just done and they weren't meant to be here, you know, for very long. And, but she said it way more eloquently than that. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is really hard for me to hear and deal with and yeah. experience. Yeah. But no one wants to think at about the it. same time. Yeah, I don't even want to think about it, but I think it's really important because it is a reality. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, um, like, um, also just kind of feeling alone, really, really alone, yes. really, really isolated. And this has lasted now all these months, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, Emma showed up on my doorstep to fold laundry and hang out with me one day this summer. And I knew that, that was... you were going to say no, because I'd offered my help before. And you're like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm like, I know this yeah. bitch is not fine. Like, I'm yeah. going to show up. Yep. And I, I had this whole plan to like slide a note under her door. Like, I'm, I, I won't <laughs> come in if you don't want me to come in, but I am here and I really just want to fold your laundry just please let me fold your laundry <laughs> oh god it was those stupid things like the laundry just piling up piling up piling up but it's and those maybe... little things that really oh. tear you apart for real for real oh my god spike I'm so glad he's in the camera he's really cute we have he's our so cute animals. mine is right here you can't see oh my god animals, she's right here. <laughs> they're so great she's right oh, here little, there she is a little haze on my unbuttoned pants <laughs> <laughs> it's real life ladies and gentlemen Dude, we had those uh, carnitas tacos that um Dylan made for yum. you but, yeah so, so I good. my heart out. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good dinner. I'm so glad. And that is a hugely important part of postpartum. Also, eating. You, eating. You've got to feed your body. And it's actually like it's the, actually hardest the hardest thing, thing. to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. So like, I feel like in an all the mental and emotional aspect is it you're not sleeping. Your hormones are going fucking psychotic. (laughs) You're not, you know, you're not eating. So you're hangry and you're depleted because you just birthed and you're breastfeeding probably like, you know, whatever you choose to do, you're depleted as fuck. You can't take care of yourself because you've got this little tiny human. You can't even move like you're nursing your stock or you're not to mention all the shit that you are hearing while this mm. is happening it's like breast is best and um just like a lot of guilt that comes around if you either can't breastfeed or um ha- decided that it wasn't the best decision for you and your baby right. or like you need to eat yourself so eat yourself <laughs> <laughs> 
you need to for yourself because your body just went through this crazy major thing and you're like I literally can't like I can't even have a second to eat without the baby needing me and there's for the majority of women there is nobody around because like in order for us to stay home with our children if there's a partner in the situation they go to work and they make the money so that we can live point blank period just to live and if you're Mm -hmm. a single mom or you're a working mom that's a whole fucking other like there's so much pressure in every which way you turn in somebody's eyes you're doing something wrong so you're balancing like actual starvation actual sleep deprivation actual crazy hormone shit and then all of the external factors as well and you're still trying to figure out who the fuck you are as a mom Mm. and like after you have a kid you are not the same person you're not Mm -hmm. You're not a major afraid. identity crisis. Yeah, you don't know who the fuck you are anymore. It's yeah. crazy. It's so fucking crazy. I would like place so much fucking money on the fact that like postpartum is so much harder than giving birth. Oh yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I agree. And I know everybody's experience is different, but for me, postpartum's the worst out of pregnancy, birth postpartum just I cannot and it is really hard for me personally to feel a loss of identity I'm just like I all I am I felt so often through this postpartum that all I am is a walking to-do list that never is uh you know accomplished a never-ending walking to-do list you know it's just like that is my identity right now I just with boobs I don't think we have this on the list, but I do want to talk about a little bit. Um, After I gave birth to Izzy, I mean, it happened way before I gave birth to Izzy. Uh Like I got pregnant and I went through this crazy, crazy nesting phase where Mm. I got rid of all the clothes that symbolized my young womanhood, like the, like my teen year clothes. Like I got rid of like all my super cute shit and I kept my conservative clothes that I had like from work and I I got rid of all my cute shit because I was like I can't wear this when I'm a mom and I stopped (laughs) dyeing my hair and I stopped like I mean you guys can't see me right now but you probably have seen on the post like I've started like dyeing my hair the fun colors again and just like I and like (laughs) this is gonna sound so silly but when I got pregnant I had to take out my belly button ring and I <laughs> incense and I fought so hard to keep that motherfucking belly button ring in, but that that's another, we already talked about that on the, <laughs> on the tattoos and stuff, but like, and like I stopped getting tattoos. I just tried so fucking hard to be the walking, like, um, visual version of what I thought a mom was supposed to be. I was like, yeah, I'm a young mom, but I'm still a mom. And I need to prove that I'm mm. a mom, that I can, I can look responsible. I can be responsible. And I think part of that had, and I stopped doing my makeup fun too. Like I was just like Mm. mascara on a good day, like, and like some chapstick and stuff. And that was it. And oh God triggered. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't mean to trigger your chapstick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, 
Oh my God, dude. It was such mm. an identity crisis. Cause I didn't think it was possible to be myself and feel beautiful and sexy and dress how I wanted to and have piercings if I wanted to and have the tattoos that I wanted to and have the hair colors that I wanted to and be, and be perceived as a good mother. And I think it's because I was so young when it happened. Mm. Like I already know teen moms have a reputation. I knew that I was going to look at, going to get looked at strange and I wasn't married either it right. was it was a baby out of wedlock and um when I like first went to the OBGYN they asked me uh here's a hot button topic um, oh yeah if I so I was 18 and they're like do you drink and I was like no and they're like do you smoke and I just quit smoking cigarettes so I was like no <laughs> And they're like, do you smoke weed? And I was like, I smoked weed until I found out I was pregnant. And that flagged me. Ah. And, and even though weed was legal for people who were 21 plus, it flagged me. And so after I gave birth, a literal fucking DHS worker came in to interview me about it. And I was got, I got twice <sighs> at the hospital. I got drug tested every visit. Um, and after that, I just really felt like I had to prove myself. As like, I can be a mom. I can do the barefoot and pregnant. I can do the fucking cookies in the oven and, and the <laughs> and the clean house and the clean laundry. And I can look it like um, conservative and like a well put together wife. Like I can do that shit. But that wasn't me. That's not fucking me. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it took me a really long time to like be like, Jesus Christ, I don't even know who I fucking am anymore. Mm. Preach, dude. I'm so glad you found yourself or you're finding yourself and your style and your everything I'm so <laughs> thankful for that for you because and it's plot a twist, real, no one thinks anything yeah. of me after that no one Hell thinks any different yes. and I didn't I didn't it didn't fucking register people see me being a good mom and they don't see the fact that I'm wearing shorts that's appropriate for like my age and my fuck that no they yeah. <laughs> they yeah they don't see that I'm wearing like short shorts they don't see that yeah. I'm wearing a crop top. They see me playing with my daughter mm -hmm. and being a mm -hmm. good mom. They don't give a fuck if my shorts are down to my knees. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Thank no. God, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. But also it's really hard that like, like trying to figure it all out. And I definitely think you had a unique experience being so young and having to work that much harder to prove yourself. And you know what? Social media does not help because we get to see the highlight reel of people's life and all the good things that they're doing. And nobody wants to talk about the fucking, oh man, I just saw a video today. Brandon showed me about it was, it was like your, your house. People say, how do you keep your house so clean? if you have ADHD and then she pans over to this room, just full of shit <laughs> and it was called the doom room. And I'm like, that like fucking felt like a personal attack because <laughs> like literally every time I clean, I'm just like, where can I stuff shit? You know what I mean? But yeah. like, you don't know about people's doom rooms. They're not taking pictures of their fucking doom rooms. They're taking pictures of their like crystal crispy, clean motherfucking house <laughs> cookies crispy. on the 
you know what I mean? Like it's just, everything's like crisp and like there's cookies yeah. on the counter and yeah. they're cutting their kids' sandwiches into fucking hearts. Oh and my like, God, I did that shit. I fucking did that shit. <laughs> I don't mean Ugh. that no offense to anybody who cuts their kids' sandwiches into hearts. No, that's hearts. genuinely fun. But like if it's but, like you're doing yeah. it to like prove something to society, that's a problem. If you genuinely don't give a fuck about the shape of your kids' sandwiches, that's fine. It's still a sandwich. It's fine. They're it's still fine. fed. Yeah. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You know, you know what I mean though. Just the people yeah. who fucking do it for the gram. They're just like, hey, like, and I just feel like it paints a pretty unrealistic picture. Yeah. So then when you're in the fucking throes of it, you're like, why can't I do this? Why can't I keep it together? Why do I feel like I'm drowning? Standard literally impossible yes so that's basically what postpartum looks like and I think add the aspect of also there not being a village anymore Mm. you know there's no there's no concept of a village and I don't think we were ever designed to do this alone no yeah there's no no Yep. And I mean, I say that even with Emma having come by and helped me with laundry and kept me company and helped keep the girls fed and shit. And I, you know, my sister made us, you know, came by a couple of times and I had friends who made us meals and it, it's not um, the same. It's, it's not the same. It's greatly appreciated. And it is wonderful when it happens, but there is a major difference between people who like after you give birth, people who make an effort and like a drive to like get to where you are. And like, like I know in my case, I had to drive a ways to like come get to you. And I just feeling so fucking bad because like I remembered so vividly how alone I felt Mm. and how much I desperately needed somebody, but was too afraid to ask like the same shoes that you were in. But there's also like, I mean, let's not fucking talk about gas prices on here, but like, it's hard. Oh, when there's no, yeah. when you're not all living together within a community. It either stretches the mom out too thin or the friends and family out too thin and so fucking hard trying to balance that, you know? Yeah. Big That's time, it. big like, time. Like it doesn't like, I mean, it does matter and it does make a difference, but it's not a lasting difference. Right. Like it would be so fucking different. And I believe a lot easier if we were all closer together and actively and regularly showing up in each other's lives yeah and I mean there's a lot of talk out there about how important it would be for a new mom to spend her first week in bed with the baby being waited on essentially and how many moms get to do that like give me a fucking break you know I mean did you get to spend a week in bed Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I, got, I got to spend, um, I think he took the first week off. Yeah. And um, I I was pretty fucking determined to take care yeah. of myself. Um, but I did get a lot of help from my partner at the time for that first yeah. week. And then he went back to work. And after he went back to work, he was just like completely incapable. This is a whole other fucking topic, but just like completely incapable of helping me out when he got home. Right. Uh yeah because you were because you reproduced with a man and not a woman (laughs) because if it if it had been a woman (laughs) women are able to multitask on that level with a man child (laughs) (laughs) I always think about that it's like like the one track sort of 
capability, you know, like no yeah. offense, but because Brandon was amazing too, but he also went back to work very soon. Yeah. Um, and don't I even just... get us fucking started on improper paternity leave. Oh my Lord, Lord. <laughs> but yeah, so ideally a mom should be in bed for the first week at least. And yeah. then like, like, the, it would be beautiful if people could, if, if she didn't, for like a couple weeks, a handful of weeks, if she didn't have to clean, if she didn't have to cook, if she didn't have to deal with her other kids, you know, like yeah. in some beautiful world, somebody would have, but like the, I feel like our, our society and our, it's actually like culturally, no, sorry, I'm getting heated. I'm getting jumbled over my words. <laughs> okay. uh, out of necessity because our because the cost of living is so high mm-hmm. and because of just our culture being go 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 work 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 make money we have to we can't stop we can't take a break or else we get behind we can't survive you know because of that like mentality we by necessity have to fucking get back to reality so quickly yeah you know i also think um I think that this maybe ties a bit more towards like pre-COVID world. Thank you so much for listening to the Rebel Women podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the.rebel.women.pod and on Twitter at rebelwomen1. We would love to hear from you via DMs or you can email us at rebelwomenpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to further support us, please rate and review us on whatever listening platform you use. We also have a Patreon linked in the description of each podcast episode where we have tons of bonus content for you, all in hopes to raise enough funds for us to better our recording equipment to make this podcast even better. And as always, we're here for you.